0: Inside Fashion Marketing, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to build your brand, grow your business, and connect to customers on Zalando. Snackable inspiration for fashion, beauty, and lifestyle brands. By Zalando Marketing Services, Zalando's 360 degree
1: marketing unit.
2: Hello, hello, and welcome, dear listeners. Glad to have you on this show. I'm Andreas Antrop, I'm the managing director of Zalando Marketing Services helping connect fashion, lifestyle, and beauty brands and retailers to consumers all over Europe. Without further ado, let's introduce today's topic, where we'll be discussing how an underwear and socks startup, Snox, is making waves in the world of e-commerce. Having grown from 0 to 25 million euros in sales in just five years, selling basic socks and underwear, Snox are truly expert when it comes to competing with the big players on the big platforms. Here to talk about how they reach and engage with customers are Johannes Gliesch, CEO at SNOX, and Thomas Bauknecht, Business Development Manager at SNOX. So, before diving into it, Johannes, I do have to ask a question, must be on many of our listeners' minds. Why the name SNOX?
0: (laughs) First, thank you. Really appreciate that we will be here. And yeah, nice intro, making waves. Sounds really great. I will push it today in our um, Slack channel. Amazing. So why the name Snox, to be really honest to you, it's about socks and sneaker. So our first product was Sneaker Socks and a combination of socks and sneaker is Snox. And to be really, really honest with you, it was a party. So me and my co-founder Felix was partying and we was, how can we name our own brand? And then finally, or maybe suddenly it came to our mind, let's, do it with snogs.
2: Interesting. I would not have guessed. And um, <laughs> well, if, if I think back, you know, to that moment at that party where, you know, discussing your your future there, what brought you to, you know, party and think about selling socks? We love to be self-employed and we do not know what to do. And then
0: we see a nice business model from the U.S. where you can sell on different marketplaces. And the nice of it is like you you do it at Zalando that you're doing the fulfillment and on another marketplace and there, yeah, we mm. we saw a really high potential and we uh, we think about the product. So what can we sell on marketplaces? What is small? What is, yeah, good to sell online? And back then, uh, I for myself, I was a really, really big sneaker fan. And in my studies, I earn a lot of money with reselling sneakers. So Right now, like the off-white sneakers and Jordan sneakers get really expensive. And I saw the hype and uh, yeah, buy sneakers and wear in front of sneaker stores and then reselling it on eBay. And so I thought people buy shoes for over 500 euros, but they buy the socks really cheap. And that was the moment I was thinking, Let's sell socks online for nice quality, for a nice price, with a nice branding, and that was the beginning of snocks back then in 2016.
2: Interesting. To some degree, a classical story, but uh, a nice one. And uh, <laughs> well, in these in the years since, you've made a lot of progress. And you also mentioned already here you saw this this model coming in from the US of growing brands on these digital platforms. Could you could you tell our listeners a little bit about what you learned about? how to market on e-commerce platforms?
0: I think it's really, really important to understand the marketplace itself. So there are so many marketplaces and there are, I think, one, two, three who are big enough to really grow a real business on it. And I think for every marketplace in the first place, it's really important to get your content, uh, yeah, really right and nice for the customers. But the second part, and we are uh, um, talking about later on, it's about advertising. So we really understand in the first place. Okay, we have nice photos and nice zeal on these platforms, but it's really important to to rank there and get like visibility. Is to push advertising and to understand how the advertising algorithm is working. And that's on every marketplace we are right now. It's one of the most important things that we really understand the advertising engine and how we can leverage it for our brand.
2: I get it. Interesting. And it it sounds like you pay a lot of attention to what the data is telling you. Would you even go as far as saying that you have a data-driven approach to how you run your advertising on these platforms?
0: Yeah, I think... At this moment, my colleague Thomas, he's way better than me. So, Thomas, what do you think? Are we at Snox data-driven and how we use our data?
1: I think we are a lot of not data-driven because um, we use the data we already have from the last five years, from the other platforms, from the other marketplaces, from our own online shop um, to use it on new platforms, on new marketplaces such as Zalando, um, and especially for the whole um, marketing advertising activities such as um, sponsored product acts or case of certain as where it's called co-created products um we are using the data we already have for for our products um, for our different colors and sizes um to just like kickstart our new campaigns on a new
2: marketplace and uh, when you do this can you tell us a bit of how you identify your audience who you say this is this is the person sneakerhead with socks Who needs new socks? Basically, in in this kind of sense, we don't
1: have like personas or or like an audience, like specific customers, because um, what we started with are strong basic products. So basically everyone can wear our socks and underwear. That means we don't have like genders or ages where we limit ourselves. Um, I think the most differentiating for us, for new customers would be the price um, we pay to acquire them. So unless they are existing customers, um, we differentiate how much we are going to pay to acquire a new customer on different channels. And that's especially what makes it so nice on on Solando um, that we can use the existing Solando customers um, and acquire them for a relatively cheap cost um, to make them new customers for Snox and then
2: um, existing customers on the long term interesting so you are driving essentially a customer acquisition cost versus customer lifetime model and and it's great to hear that uh, well you drive your growth on Zalando also through the the look at um or looking at uh, how you are essentially acquiring customers and customer lifetime value switching topic a little bit uh, in your own podcast you mentioned that customers are increasingly interested also in the brands behind the clothes so to speak and um I wonder that socks, you know, such a unique model. How do you tell your brand story? So how, how do you tell who you are?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's really difficult for us because to be honest with you, our product itself, it's not that sexy. So socks or boxer shorts, it's not that shiny product where we can promote on Instagram and everybody, yeah, love to see our new colors or stuff like that. So we think about, let's, be honest with the people and show how is it really to be in a startup? How is really the startup world and how is it that two cousins, Felix and I, grew their business over the years and try to fulfill their lives and live their dreams? And so that's our main like marketing topic or branding strategy. So we have two core values in our marketing. First, it's to be really... Yeah, simplicity. So that the customer can order wherever they want. It's really simple. That's the reason why we are like a whole model model where we on all marketplaces. And the second place, it's to be really personal. So when you order uh, our products, then there is a card in our products where you can see the team and a little story of us. So that's our two core values, how we market ourselves. And we try to be really honest with the customers, how it is. To have a company, in the first like we were only two people, but at the moment, we are about 50 people. And we're still showing how it is to work with 50 friends and have fun every day.
2: I yeah, think that's a great story to tell. And, um, and I think it also resonates, you know, being very authentic and, and very clearly so. That, um, that's a nice one. Mm. I also heard you say before that you want to be top of mind. And, uh, you know, if I may say that's a bit of a tall order for socks and underwear, but um, can you tell us a bit more about um, how, you know, being this, this, if I may say, underdog, very authentic, perhaps even local brand, uh, very specific in in the niche, how do you translate that into a top of mind strategy?
1: I think um, if I take over here, I think we're, we're going for a very strong omni-channel approach. So on the one side, it's like all the sales channel where we try to be like on, on the most, um, the most important sales channels and marketplaces to, to be there for the customer where the customer is. And then also like on, on the other side to be on like every possible social media channel that is currently available. Um, so, um, we started Facebook. We are doing Instagram. We have now very strong um, TikTok where we not only um, do it for the products or for sales, but also for employer branding. Um, Johannes has a very strong LinkedIn account where they do like more of the B2B communication. So I think everywhere you are um, in the internet or on the internet and on every social media platform, you will have touch points with Knox. And um, we even try to do that like more in the offline world. So we just opened up the, the Snox Coffee this year. And then we are doing also out-of-home advertisements, just like here on the billboards in Mannheim. So basically, if you are local here in Mannheim, you can't get past um, past us. And I think we want to do that also like on, on the whole internet. So if you're somewhere on the internet, you will definitely see an advertisement from snorks.
2: That's awesome. good to hear. You already mentioned here uh, TikTok influences. Can you tell us a bit of how that fits into your strategy?
0: Yeah, uh, like Thomas said, we are like an omni-channel and for the marketplace, it's not that important to be on the social media because you have quite an audience in the marketplace itself. But when we are looking at our online shop, like we need visibility and we need that people come to our online shop. And the best channel working for us is social commerce, so that we push from the social media and um, the people right into an, our online shop. So we make more revenue with social media ads than with Google ads or something like that. So that's our niche where we are really good in our online shop because I think the other channels, the Google and stuff like that, I think they're still the way better than us and have more yeah, customer acquisition costs they can pay. So we are really good in social media and social commerce in one half of our business in our online shop. But on the other side, we are really vertical integrated into the marketplaces. So uh, when, for myself, I'm kind of the head of sales in our business. That's the most important thing. That we are omnichannel, but in every channel, and that's the reason why Thomas is also here. We are awesome. We are really vertical integrated, and we do our best. It's not like we are just on uh, Talando and push there our products. No, Thomas is pushing Talando every day and do his best. That we are there top of mind and yeah, try to
2: push the sale as hard as we can. Wonderful. And speaking of marketplaces, can you tell us a bit about um, how you've adapted your marketing and advertising strategy for the Zalando app? You're relatively new. So perhaps you can tell us a bit about it. Funnily
1: enough, like um when we when we started to onboard to Zalando and when we had the first communication, um I, I wrote with Mirko, our partner consultant from ZMS, like before we even um had the communication with Zalando directly. So um, we started with Zalando before we even started with Zalando. Um, and looking at where we're coming from, from this like strong um, performance marketing um, thinking, we also started on Zalando directly with a ZMS campaign. So going there with the sponsor product ads, because we think like having the biggest leverage there um, as, a, as a performance advertising concept um, to just like put there an ad spend, the budget, and then generate revenue, which is like directly measurable. And we, as I said before, we are kind of data-driven. So we already know like what's working on other marketplaces, what's working in the online shop. Like for example, our boxer shorts, bestsellers, maybe organic or even paid is just like the black version. So we know that. And um, you can be sure that it will be the black version on every other marketplace, but still we try out like every color. So we just put on like the the marketing campaign um, on Zalando for the SPAs and we put in every color of the boxer shorts and just tried it out to see if there's a difference, even though um, we knew that the black version would be the best. So um, we kind of to try to adapt what we already know and what already works, but also like to adjust to the marketplace and to see if there's like um, kind of any surprises or kind of differences. Um, So, yeah.
2: Very interesting. And if we now look in more general terms to, you know, being a platform-oriented brand, what would you say the, the future holds for fashion marketing on platforms? What are the, the trends that you see?
0: For me, the trend is, I think in, I think two, five years, we are more marketplace-oriented. So in the last year, we see a big trend that the people are going to buy more on marketplaces than in like small online shops. And I think it will be really tough for small online shops. And for me, a small online shop is doing less than 5 million in a year to yeah, be there. Because the customer acquisition cost through every channel, it's getting more expensive and gets harder. So that our strategy you see right now, we are on every marketplace and we are also in the online shop. And I think right now it's about 50-50 of the revenue. But I think in five years, it can be more marketplace. And let's see. And what we see right now, the trend is also that when you're getting bigger as a brand and a direct-to-consumer brand, you have to internationalize. So you uh, have to go out of Germany. And there we also see that it's quite easier to internationalize through marketplaces. For example, for Zalando, uh, it's Way easier than to push your brand through an uh, own online shop to the other countries, and that is one of the big yeah changes I see the next years. That more brands are going to the marketplaces, and from there on they push the national sales, but then second wise they internationalize through the marketplaces.
2: Excellent. We are unfortunately nearing the, the end of the allocated time slot. If you had to pick, you know, your top marketing, advertising, relevant takeaways. Well, let's bear in mind, for small brands navigating big e platforms like Zalando, what would be your, your top picks you'd like to have our listeners take home with them? I think it's it's like to kind of be the first. So try out stuff,
1: like if there's a new marketplace, if there's a new opportunity, if there's a new chance somewhere, like just try it out, do it. Um, because when it works, you know, like one of the first um, and, and not like just following the others. Um, then also like kind of stick to the rules of the marketplace. So um, look at the differences, like for example, the whole content um, picture guidelines, um, which is like a strong difference um, for each marketplace and also to like um, own online shops and, and other channels. But then also like to try out stuff, like um, try out different pictures for different marketplaces, different um, kind of descriptions or the lengths of descriptions um, and also like as I said earlier even though you know that there's like a specific pattern like the last five years for example or black boxer shorts like still try out everything. On Solando when we started um, the women's underwear they were like the best selling product um, and that's like on every other channel um, it's not so that's like kind of a surprise for us Um, And if we just like would have stick to the to the rules like we we saw on the other channels, then we wouldn't have pushed um, the underwear like this and then it wouldn't have like be the best seller. So like kind of try out stuff, but um, still like stick to the marketplace rules um, and um, try a little bit here and there.
0: And additionally, I think one of the most important thing in our team is that we are so obsessed with performance marketing and sales, and we love it. We love it to push the sales every day, and we love the magic of the marketplace like Salando. when you get in touch with new yeah, advertisement that last week we doubled our sales in the weeks before. So when you do the right things, you can like, have crazy impact on sales on the short term. And that's, I think, the fascination in our team is Let's try to find the gold nugget every day. And when we find it, we can push the sales crazy in short term. And we can beat the like, big companies and be like the small brand who in five to ten years becoming the biggest.
2: Thank you. I think this is very helpful for many of our listeners. Thank you so much for the time. Thomas, Johannes, it was great. And you have great insights. And uh, I may also say I'm looking forward to seeing how the future unfolds for snox. And dear listeners, if you liked the episode, make sure to subscribe. We'll have more wisdom, so to speak, come from top marketeers across our partner base in just two weeks' time. With that, thank you and bye-bye.